Phyllis Galembo is a photographer and a professor emeritus at the University at Albany. She built a career photographing ritual dress and masquerade from around the world. And today I'm talking with Phyllis Galembo about her project, Dressed for Thrills, 100 Years of Halloween, Costumes and Masquerade. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you. It's so nice to be here with you. One of my favorite older students, older meaning a while ago that you graduated from SUNY Albany. Yeah, it was a while ago. And and I've re- always really admired your photographs. And your website, galembo.com, has a great selection of your work. And this series is a little bit different from the rest. But before you even just get into that, I think the overarching theme is ritual masquerade. What was it about that that really draws you to photograph this and you continue to do it from different from from different angles right i know my interest in costume i think some of these things began when i was like a little girl you know when i was growing up you know jewish and the, there was a um you know a holiday known as purim and we always dressed up in little costumes that my grandmother made for me with little bric-a-brac and i like to do that become queen esther and stuff like that and then i was always very fond of you know trick-or-treating and dressing up as a beatnik and going around the neighborhood so i've always kind of enjoyed halloween and you know when i started doing photography early on it's funny because it was stuff like couple of pictures I look back of some people in some masks but I also grew up at a time when you know the artist Ralph Eugene Meatyard was very popular and Diane Arbus's Halloween photographs were you know these were the kind of things I looked at when I was like in school or maybe even in graduate school and I just started you know first I was doing a lot of like very funky kind of you know, sets and making things, you know, making cardboard sets and working with other people. And then I kind of dropped that. I had the chance to go to Nigeria and I was photographing ritual dress there. And one thing sort of led to another. And I ended up sort of, you know, sticking with those same kind of themes, you know, they seem alike, but they're all very different. You know, some of them have to do with like religious rituals, like things like photographing a condom blade, you know, clothing. I focus, I'm always doing like mainly portraits of people. So those were like priests and priestesses in their ritual dress, probably inside maybe one of their altar rooms. And that I did in Brazil and I did it in Cuba. And I also had the opportunity to go to Haiti. A lot of, you know, ideas and stuff sometimes come from leads that other people gave me. So I worked on a project on, um, Haitian voodoo. And, you know, during that time period, it's kind of funny because I was, I, you know, started out with set up photos, then I was like dealing with life. And then I started just kind of, I love going to the flea market, you know, I live in New York most of the time when I'm not upstate. And so I started like looking around at early homemade costumes. And this is like pre eBay. And so I I talked to antique dealers. Oh, I'm just looking for some old costumes. I don't even want anything in a box set. I just want something that looks like a rag or is just like really homemade. And so that's sort of what I started doing, thinking first I did it too for my niece and nephew. I thought, oh, what fun. We'll dress up in Halloween costumes and take pictures. 
you know how enthusiastic they were about that after one day that was the end of that but i did like continue to keep collecting the costumes so i had a really good idea a little bit by then about what an early costume might look like so then when all of a sudden you know ebay happened it's like the floodgates opened up and i had access to costumes all around America. So I spent like so much crazy time, you know, on the internet looking at different things and thinking, oh, that might be kind of cool. Um, and then just like, you know, the packages just kept arriving like daily for a while. And then at one point I had really well over 500 costumes in my possession in my apartment. Oh, wow. And kind of got like people like what is this some installation you're living in or so then I decided okay that eventually I would like get a studio so I ended up I, I found a studio in New York City it's kind of funny how I found the studio too because uh I went to a voodoo ceremony in New York in the space and the person this painter Peter Schuf was a very well-known painter uh, he kind of basically, I said, oh, you know, a studio for me. And he said, oh, come see me in the Chelsea Hotel tomorrow. And I did. And he said, I'll rent you half my studio. So then I got a studio, which was a few blocks from where I lived. And then I started like photographing all the different costumes, kind of just going kind of one by one through the things that interested me the most. Looking at mm -hmm. your website, you can see some of these costumes and I think one of my favorite ones is the the ghost mask that yeah. is from you estimate the 1930s flower sack or pillowcase. Yeah, yeah. And, and just so homemade. I mean, it, it still looks good, but you can see that it's actually drawn. You can see the um, missing spaces and the cutout holes and um, just how you know DIY kind of this mask is. Is there are there certain costumes of your collection? What did you say? Five hundred that particularly stand out to you? I'm kind of like you too. The things that interest me, I think, are the homemade things, the mm -hmm. earliest things. Even though a lot of the early mass-produced costumes are interesting too, because a lot of those were also kind of a lot of handwork went into like the mass that would be made of buckram. Then they'd be painted. So maybe I'd have the same mask and I could see that if I put five of them on the table there were variations with them but I do like the early homemade things which mainly deal with the early themes of witches and ghosts and bats I also really enjoyed kind of photographing the work because it was all done since I did it in a studio it was done with a four by five view camera and my good friend who also lives in Troy Mark McCarty he was doing a lot of light painting at the time. So he made me a light painting tool out of vacuum cleaner parts. And so I had some assistance. Um, and many times we would like sit in total darkness and we would be having this little, let's talk about that ghost mask again, this little raggy thing. And you go, hello, and you, we'd sit in the dark, we'd talk to it and see if, you know, you, through the lighting and everything, if you could kind of, make it come alive and i really enjoyed that process of using also a lot of real you know low budget props i don't believe in spending a lot of money to you know set up a photograph i just think it's a, whatever so we did that and then we it was kind of fun to be able to do you know different lighting techniques with colored gels and and then also for children i wanted the book to be really kind of diverse so i just 
kind of just kept looking around for children and more children anywhere I could get kids to kind of, you know, pose for the photographs. And that usually worked out pretty well. Like the one time there's a Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I really needed like twins. I'm like, I need some freaking twins. Where am I going to find twins? And then they were like out in my neighborhood playing. And I spoke to the mother. I said, can you come over? They live nearby my studio. And yeah, the little Tweedledee and Tweedledums came over. So that was kind of interesting to figure out how to get all these kids and have them, again, be really of diverse backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you learn anything about our history of Halloween oh, yeah. through yeah. this? No, there's a lot of history through all the different costumes. I mean, you can look at different trends, too. You know, if you go through, like, when did this image appear? And I also, you know, I mean, I looked at, you know, Halloween is a very democratic kind of holiday. It's celebrated by everybody. It's not like a religious holiday. You don't have to be, you know, all people love, all the kids love the the Halloween and the trick-or-treat. So there's also a lot of history in there. I tried to do that in the book, like, just comparing different kinds of wigs and stuff and the materials that things were made out of and what costumes people were looking at and what they were dressing up as. Well, Phyllis Colombo, it's been such a pleasure and I could keep talking to you, but we are out of time before we let you go, though. I'd love to know what you're working on right now. Well, now I'm just still working, even though I did a do a book, Mexico Mass Rituals. I'm I'm still photographing in Mexico and I'm getting ready on Sunday to go back to Mexico to work on a show and also to uh, photograph for Day of the Dead once again in a different area. So Mexico is a place just full of so many great, amazing things. It seems like I think I'm done and I just keep on going. Very exciting. So your website, Colombo.com, is that's the best way to find your work. Oh, you are also on Instagram. Yeah, try and post something once a week on Instagram. And thanks for having me. It's always good to catch up with you. Well, thank you so much, Phyllis.